0: Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Woo-hoo! Episode 2! Yeah! You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. We did it, guys! We did it! Hooray! We hit number one! Although we're not past the uh, <laughs> the sophomore jinx yet,
1: so this yeah, is... I, I don't it even It could be here. all over after tonight. We're,
0: yeah. <laughs> we peaked, guys. Let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> All right, I am one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, Tacos Are Better Than Burritos Lopez. gentlemen, And David, Smart and Handsome Tate. <laughs> hey, that's me again. <laughs> the Super Best Friends video game sleepover podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, we're gonna have some chit and or chat. <laughs> what have you guys been playing?
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm finally playing destiny. Um, I bought the game when it came out and then I immediately got booked for like a <laughs> month and a half and, uh, didn't have any time to play it at all. So, uh, I finally got my guy past level 20. I'm like level 20, uh, 26. I think I'm wow. level 26 now. Oh my now. gosh. Yeah.
0: yeah. You have far surpassed me. I, I had very little time the last couple of weeks. So, um, I think I'm, I'm level 19 about, about to hit 20. Nice. And I, I'm about to I'm about to rock you to your core, David. Uh- oh <laughs> no!
1: Uh, wait, I thought we were going to f- be friends in Destiny.
0: No, no, no! I'm going to rock you to your core.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, you say so.
0: I I feel like once I hit 20, oh, and I finish those story missions, I think I'm going to go play South Park.
2: Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. I
0: think I think I'm going to take a break from Destiny, and then when old Miguel here gets his PS4 and Destiny, no doubt. Um, then I'll roll another character. Yeah, they don't, say. don't
2: get burnt out before me. I got to exactly, play this Exactly.
0: I I want to save her. I want to save her. And I do plan on rolling a. I want to do a wizard, or not wizard. What is this? The <laughs> warlock. <laughs> you can't be a wizard. Because I you're be not a from wizard. the moon.
1: So. When I grow up, I want to be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're going to be stuck a muggle forever. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what
0: about you, Mike? What are you playing?
2: Um. Uh, my wife is very disappointed. I'm playing Street Fighter 4 again, which I <laughs> love and, and she absolutely hates. Which it's I, I so get. Good. It's really fun. It's a really fun game, but probably not fun to watch people play. <laughs> no, I agree with
1: that. <laughs> Although it is fun to watch Goldfish play Street Fighter. I don't know if you guys saw that Twitch stream like a month and a half ago or I whatever. I did not.
0: No, I heard about it, but I didn't see any of it. Well, is it? Kind of like the Twitch Plays Pokemon thing?
1: Yeah, but like the fish just kind of walk, or they swim around. They don't walk; they're fish. They they swim around in their uh, little cage and uh, fish fish tank. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> their
0: cage. Those poor fish in a cage. They
2: can't. Someone breathe. has been raising their fish wrong.
0: <laughs> Things David keep wondering I can't
2: figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the water won't stay in.
0: Uh oh, these it, cages this, this cage is broken <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway anyway the fish would swim around the camera would see it and then it would trigger different moves and it was really fun for a little while and then you that's know funny. i don't think anyone watches it anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you guys hear about the uh sony playstation experience conference thing that's going it's on the, in the thing in vegas right yeah it's coming in vegas uh in december it's like the 6th and the 7th so i will never be
2: able to go yeah if it was any other like, month maybe
0: yeah the 6th and the 7th is like right before my wife's birthday so unless i trick her we were not, we will not be going he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a dirty trick though i'm gonna be take like, you maybe hey, i'm uh, gonna take you to a show in vegas it's I'm, gonna be I'm great
2: gonna
0: take... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna love it oh my gosh it's gonna be so much fun any slots it's a it's a, it, but it's a surprise. I can't tell you what it is. And then we show up, and it's a PlayStation show. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, just just stand over there. I need to play Bloodborne for an hour. It's amazing. All right. Um, also, The Evil Within. It came out. You oh, did, man. Have I, you heard of this?
1: I've heard of it, and I would like to play it, but. Um, I've You're heard. Scared. I've heard some. No, I'm not scared. So <laughs> <You're> I'm scared. <laughs> so I, I really love the website, uh, Polygon, for many reasons. One of which mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm. share later on tonight. Okay. Um But uh, the the guy who reviewed um, the Evil Within for Polygon um, said he sent out this tweet uh, saying um, the Evil Within is the best survival horror game in 2006.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I heard that. That's pretty funny. But, you know, a lot of people are really loving it for that old school, like, RE4 kind of feel. Um, I've been trying to talk uh, our friend Daniel into buying it so I can borrow it because I don't, <laughs> I don't have any money right yeah, now. Yeah, he should totally do that. Yeah, I was telling him, hey, man, you should totally buy Evil Within, and then I'll borrow it, and I'll tell you if it's good, and then you play it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair trade. He used That's to try to do did. that
1: with me in high
0: school. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> it's my, uh, my MO. Yeah. The, uh, that's what I did with, um, Wolfenstein, the new order. He bought oh. that and I, I borrowed it. I played through the whole thing. He had never, he hadn't made it out of like the first 20 minutes of it. <laughs> so, <good times. laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that game it's it's getting mixed
2: reviews. It, it seems like it, it depends. Did you, did you love resident evil four? And the if time you did, did. Then, yeah. yeah. Do you still love it? I don't know. He's gonna find thing. out. I, I just,
0: I just saw a mod like maybe a couple months ago, and it was someone had and in, inserted uh, Joel and Ellie from Last of Us <laughs> into the PC version of The Evil Within or not the evil then uh resident evil 4 and so i'm uh i'm looking at that and I'm, i started thinking like because it was joel and ellie i instantly think of how great the last of us looks in plays sure mm-hmm. and then i start looking at how like robotic everything looked in mm-hmm. re4 suddenly i was like oh no the game's not good but <laughs> like in my mind in my memories like it was fantastic and i loved it and and I mean, the Evil Within definitely looks looks a lot like uh, like RE4. Yeah, yeah. cautious optimism for that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know, good old Shinji Mikami. He's uh, he's a G. Let's let's face it. Yeah, he's he's kind of tried and true. He's released a ton of amazing games. Yeah,
1: my stance on that game is uh, I'm gonna check it out on Black Friday. See if it goes down in price really a lot. If it does, (laughs) I'll get it.
0: Yeah, I, I kinda can't spend sixty on it right now. I'd love to borrow it for free, obviously. Right. Or <laughs> um or yeah, if it comes down to like thirty, forty bucks, maybe I'll pick it up. Um but yeah, I keep seeing uh like some of the some of our, our new Twitter pals uh posting like uh PS4 share pictures like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh it looks so good. Yeah, it seems like people are liking it, so Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. The game that I really want to play right now is Shadow of Mordor oh yes. gosh
2: yeah i want to play that it looks really that, good now that game now, is like
1: universally praised i don't know a single person that's played it that hasn't liked it
0: yeah everyone seems to love it and that was the thing like i was actually i uh, pretty pumped for assassin's creed unity and then now shadow of mordor i'm like i don't know if i've ruined my life for both mm-hmm. like <laughs> big open world kind of third person action adventure games so I, I was thinking if i had to choose one i'd probably go with shadow of mordor mm-hmm, at this sure point. good man yeah
1: I think I think uh, Assassin's Creed. This is just a hunch, but
0: I think it's going to be a letdown. You think so? It looks it looks really cool. That, I mean, that, I like uh, I those like co op missions of, look amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love the idea of co oping that game, um, especially with you know now they have like the true uh, indoor outdoor scale thing yeah, solved. Mm-hmm. So like you can be hopping on the rooftop and then swing down into a window, and now you're in this interior environment. Like that seems really awesome, and like all the uh, downward. Um, climbing things they did you know mm-hmm. to kind of make it to where you don't always have to jump into a conveniently placed wagon of hay <laughs> <laughs> um you know to get down from something so i, I don't know a Creed community looks really cool um but i did just play black flag um you know earlier this year sure mm-hmm. Lo- yeah. loved loved it loved it and especially because pirates you know yeah. because of like the naval combat stuff was so much fun um, but yeah just just like if it's just running around and and swording dudes in the face, I think it's got to be orcs. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: so too. I mean, the Tolkien universe is just so fun to be. I yeah. just want to go. I want an Oculus Rift game that just lets me walk around in Middle Earth like Skyrim. Like that's, yeah. I just want, and I don't even need combat. I just want to walk around. I want to go to Bree and go to Hobbiton and oh, I well just want to see it all. Yeah, that universe
2: is perfect for just walking places. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, well, if you think about, um, uh, what is it, Project Morpheus, I bet that's going to be at the PlayStation Experience conference. Oh, I'm sure it will, be. Um, yeah. That yeah. would be really fun. But the only problem is, here's the thing, here's another nail in the coffin for me, it's $50 for one day, $90 for both days. Oh, jeez. <gasps> that's So old yeah, Steve. it would be a pretty pricey day or two days uh, just to go, like, wait in long lines and play a game for 15 minutes. So, yeah. But, you know, it. I mean, I'm sure for the people who go and get to play you know, maybe they'll see some new Uncharted stuff or maybe they'll see more of the order or whatever. Like, it's probably gonna be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you, know.
1: You, know, you know, that kind of reminds me of a little bit. Um, do you remember when the N64 was coming out and Toys R Us did this promotion where they had N64s in their store like, like months before they were released? oh yeah Does anyone... I, I don't I, I would go like I hadn't been to Toys R Us in years and then <laughs> they they did this thing and uh, me and my friend Eric we went to Toys R Us uh, when we were like it was like we were 16 or something and my, our moms mm. just dropped us off at Toys R Us and we stayed there for an hour and, just shoving uh, oh, little kids in the I... face I... out of the way <laughs> out of the way I get to play it now. Well, there was no internet then, so no one knew about it. So yeah, we just went and did it, and no one. There was no line. No one else wanted to play, so it was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that was uh, that's one of my favorite actual gaming memories. Was it took place at a uh, Toys R Us, <laughs> and it was because I walked in, and I used to go all the time to this this uh, electronic store called Service Merchandise. You remember that place? Uh, it was, yeah. It was sort in Nashville. Yeah, it was in Nashville, it. and and so you would go, and they had like uh what is it, 3DO and C D I and all the weird <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, I do remember on. that. The, se- this the was Sega Sega right... Saturn. Yeah, this is right before the PlayStation One uh came out. And so I used to always like frequent those places and go play like uh what is it? Uh Dragon's Lair and stuff. Yeah. Um and so but yeah, it, you know, when you're broke and you gotta you gotta play some games, you're gonna go to service merchandise. <laughs>
2: um
0: but yeah so one of my favorite gaming memories was I went to uh toys r us and i walk up and there's a playstation one kiosk (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh you know i've been reading about this thing in game what is it game player
1: yeah game Um, game player yeah i think that was right
0: i was i I loved game player back in the day which i think actually kind of sort of got bought by next generation which then kind of turned into ign i i don't know if that's yeah i think they
1: are related somehow
0: yeah i think it eventually kind of evolved into ign so but anyway um but yeah so i sit there at the kiosk and Wipeout out was the the game oh, i played first and i remember that first track where you only get two laps right and and so you uh you hop in and i remember just that feeling almost a vertigo as i went up over this hill and went this crazy mm-hmm. like long drop and i was sold on playstation and <laughs> yes. i loved Wipeout ever since because of that so yeah um yeah good it times it's a special special <laughs> day it <was> memories. <laughs> special memories special memories <laughs> um oh did you guys hear about the uh destiny goblins dodge thing it was on kotaku oh, yeah i did um, <laughs> it's pretty funny i i just saw they have you know they're really good about posting uh animated gifs if mm-hmm. you will um, no it's gif and so yeah it's gif okay it's not but I, well i won't <laughs> animated gifs um but anyway GIFs. the uh the uh destiny goblins apparently they shoot at a certain height and if you're in a room full of them and you need to recharge your energy hit the down d-pad and you'll sit down (laughs) and they'll just be shooting right over your head (laughs) that's amazing can't get you and it's just really funny
1: yeah i tried that last night actually and um uh, i think it doesn't work if you're not in a room because they were just shooting me in the head
0: so oh oh maybe the terrain yeah uh, that's probably uh, okay i get it all right well you guys want to hop into some twitter quick questions yeah let's do yeah. it let's do this all right all right mike and i just uh, said
1: the exact same thing by the way Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, David, I'm going to have you... uh, Oh, do you have yours uh, pulled Uh up? Yeah, I've got them. Okay, okay. I want to have you read the first one from Chill with a PS4, and here's why. Oh, do you mean Mikey? Mikey. (laughs) Yeah, Mikey, Chill with a PS4. All right. Uh, He is a New Zealander. Oh. And I thought, who better to read in an awful New Zealand accent than David?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Okay, I'll try. (laughs) Just give it your best. I'm sure Mikey will be rolling his eyes, eating every minute.
1: All right, here it goes. Should next-gen games be way longer in beating than current-gen games titles? I don't know. It's so hard.
0: (laughs) That's a a tough accent.
2: It's It's kind kind of South African almost the way I did it. (laughs) The entire New Zealand fan base popped off. I'm There's sorry like, guys, I'm over. done. I'm Australian done. Australian super best friends. And
1: New Zealand are the two accents I well and also South African, but I just can't do them. I just always slip back into Cockney <laughs> when I when I try to do them. So. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Hello, governor. Put another shrimp on the barbie, eh? like it's just, <laughs> it's so bad. It's terrible.
0: we're we're pretty far off the rails yeah, but yeah let's do to, to answer this question <laughs> uh should next gen games be way longer in beating and i i like the way that's phrased too yeah uh, than, than, than than current gen titles i say nay uh, i'm going to agree with you definitely absolutely not, not. And here's why. Well, first off, next-gen games are crazy expensive to make right now. They require sure. these massive teams just making the the most detailed environments we've ever seen in games. Um, but also, I, th- I feel like there's kind of a sweet spot for every genre. Like, of course, if you're going to make, you know, a JRPG, you're probably going to want to make it, like, you know, 50 hours, even though you don't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's kind of what people expect from that genre. Or, like, but... Uh, we talked about alien isolation last week or two weeks ago. um, And that, that was a game that got criticized for being too long. Um, Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were trying to deliver on this kind of expectation, but um, I heard several different reviewers saying something along the lines of, um, you know, if this game were six hours long or or five hours long, like something like outlast was right. um, Then maybe they would have given it a better score. And I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there are, I've played some amazing, amazing games uh, this last couple of years, indie titles and things that only took a a few hours. uh, Sure. Or or even like two, three hours to finish. I remember
2: uh, I played Journey, and I just played it in one sitting. Oh, yeah. And it was so much fun. So good. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't change a thing about that.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think every game should be the length of journey. I mean, that's that's. Oh that's yeah, of course not. Special right. special cases. There, there's a good <laughs> short game. I honestly, I think a game should be as long as the story is. And sometimes it feels like developers will try to stretch out that story just to have it take this many hours. Like that's right. actually one thing I'm a little worried about with the Dragon Age Inquisition coming up. They just sure. they said that that game will take players between 150 to 200 hours uh, uh, to i don't eight. i but that's don't everything. have that kind of time
2: that's, that's everything too many in the game, hours though. that's the that, problem that, is is I, I know my case is not everyone's case but i'm married and i have a kid and i don't have 200 hours to sink into one game <laughs> if it's 200 hours long i'll never finish it yeah but 200 that, hours
0: is like more than i game in a year probably <laughs> <laughs> So it would take me a whole year, and I'd play nothing but Dragon Age. And it's, yeah.
2: what's really, what's really funny about that? You guys are probably in the same boat. When I was, when I was like 15 and started paying for my own games, I was like flipping PlayStation jewel cases over, looking at like, how many hours is this game. Hmm. If it's less than 40, it's right in the garbage. I don't. Have an <laughs> idea. It, it, it has to be worth every dime. I'm not going to spend my
1: hard-earned cash on a Any game that's less than 40 hours, right? Garbage. And, and it's yeah. it's
2: very strange. Like I don't think back then you could have ever convinced me that like a game that comes out and it's an RPG like Child of Light and it's like twelve hours long and it's perfect. Like yeah, that's, what, I'm, I'm that's what I want now.
0: Yeah, I'm psyched that South Park is only like twelve hours. Child of Light was the perfect length. Uh yeah. I there it was like this awesome JRPG style game that was beautiful and had a great story, um, great writing, but it was uh, you know, it wasn't you didn't have to sit there and grind for ten hours before you could make it to the next area right. and not mm-hmm. get massacred you know so we'll see though i mean
2: there are those games like like the witcher and and dragon age which i guess they kind of lend themselves to being longer i hope that still works for me i haven't played a game that long in a really long time
1: yeah Yeah. the bet what's best to do with those games is to just kind of play them for a little while get sick of them Leave them for a while and then come back, and and it's fun as long as they have a good system to like remind you what you were doing. Then that
0: should be yeah. Fun. Like, I think the longest game I played in recent memory was probably Nino Kuni, and I put like probably fifty something hours into that game, hmm. and but it took me two months, you know, to beat it, and that was with you know my family going out of town for like a solid week wow. during the middle of that, and I was sitting there just binging that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, so that's yeah. When I hear a hundred hours, I'm like, okay, that's a game I'll never finish. Maybe it'll be fun, but. Uh, you know, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. all that to say, yeah, I, I think games don't have to be any specific length, you know, like, like you're saying, David, with the story, if the story is, you know, that long, make the game that long. That's perfect. Uh, like the last of us, it's, it's a longer game for a third person action game, like mm-hmm. 15 to 17 hours roughly, but it never feels too long. It yeah. Feels yeah. That right story feels that really point.
2: tight and well put together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like when I play through uh, like an Uncharted game, I never I like I every every minute of that was like, you know, tense and tight and and fun and Mm -hmm. awesome. And it was just like that thing of, you know, when it ended after 10 or 12 hours, I was like, yeah, that was perfect. Like I didn't need it to be 20 or 30 hours just to (laughs) like it.
1: Basically, developers just make your games like Naughty Dog and you'll be great. Yeah, my two examples. <laughs> yeah.
0: Naughty dog, the best in the biz as they uh, are known. That's um, right. Okay, so our next Twitter question comes from friend of the show, Shane Bolda. Uh oh. Yes indeed. He says, What game didn't you own but a friend had that you have memories of? Oh. That's fantastic. almost every that's,
1: that's almost every PS one game <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: fantastic question though. So um, poor
2: growing up. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: but instantly what came to mind for me on this one is oh, I... missed Mrs. oh Gree. my gosh yeah because eric um our buddy who uh was crying into his dual shock last episode <laughs> um he he owned he had a mac and uh and you know it was light years ahead of anything i had um but yeah he had Mist, and i remember going over to his house as like my parents were friends with his parents i didn't really know him we went over there and we we get to talking and i had just like read about mist like a gaming magazine the in the magazine aisle at the grocery store and uh yeah and i remember he i had looked at pictures i've been like pouring over images of mist you know (laughs) and uh he mentions like oh yeah yeah we have mist and i was like (gasps) (gasps) so we we like storm into his dad's office and we're sitting in there playing mist like the entire night and it was it was so much fun and then like we left and uh you know i remember seeing him you know maybe a couple weeks later and i'll be like i and he's like who is this guy i hardly know you know (laughs) and i i kept coming up to him like oh dude missed right (laughs) 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 just like oh man i think i figured out what that one puzzle might have been you know and then like i ended up going back we ended up actually becoming real friends Mm -hmm. um but yeah missed man it was and then i had another friend who also had missed and or Oh, no, it was Riven. I played Riven right. like the Dickens over at the Clark's house. Um, actually, both, Myst and Riven. Anyway, regardless, that was mine. What, what about you guys?
1: Uh, well, I... So we, we talked about this last podcast, but I uh, was I purchased an N64 instead of a PlayStation 1 during that era. Mistakes. Mm. No, it was not a mistake. <laughs> Live and learn. Hey, without Live me, you would learn. never have been able to play GoldenEye, my friend. So That's true. That's true. Uh, but... Uh, I have fond memories of two games that I'm sure I never owned. Cause I didn't really have a PS one, um, final fantasy seven. Um, okay. I, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember that game and also metal gear solid. Oh, oh yeah. That game. So good. that game was so good. And, uh, you know, I never really owned it, but then I got to play it for myself, um, when they released it on gamecube, cause I just kept buying Nintendo consoles for a while there. But, uh, yeah. so it came out on gamecube and I played it finally. And, it was awesome. You
2: were, yeah, you were on the wrong side of history for a little while there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mike? Um, I'm gonna have to go like in- into the wayback machine here. 1989 Ooh. Ninja Turtles for the NES. Oh yes. And first of all, the game's impossible. Oh, it was so hard. So hard. I, so here's that's
0: kind are of ch- now. Are you talking about the original one or the, or the arcade port? No, 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 no. The, the original
2: yeah. NES, even after the arcade, yeah, the, we, I, we choose turtle and Donatello is the only useful one, and uh, <laughs> and I could never pass that swimming level, like where you're at the dam and you have to disarm the bombs.
0: Oh okay, yeah, I couldn't get farther so than that.
2: Hard. I would just play the game up to that point every time and then quit because <laughs> I I couldn't do it.
0: Now I got a little further than that. I actually could. I got to where I could beat the first level and the damn level in my sleep. But that third level where you're driving the turtle van around, I had no clue. I just could not ever figure out how to pass that. (laughs) And then, so I kind of gave up and then maybe two or three years later, I was talking to this kid I met in uh, at school, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've, I beat that game." And I was like, "Yeah right, nobody can beat that game." And uh, and then he invited me to his house one time, and I wa- I sat there and I watched him beat that whole game, and I was blown away.
1: I like that you challenged him so much that he had to invite you over to show you. Just to show you,
2: I challenged his honor, and he <laughs> followed through. The I remember one of, one of the funniest things about I guess and this might be cheating because I kind of ended up owning that game was that. Um, I used to play it at my friend's house and then I ended up borrowing it from him. Like he oh. borrowed one of my games and I borrowed uh, Ninja Turtles and then he moved away and I never got my game back. He never got his game back. So I, I ended up keeping Ninja Turtles, still never beat the damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's
0: actually how we came upon, uh, Mike Tyson's punch out for the NES. Oh, um, oh that's a great game some... too. Some kid traded it to my brother, thinking he was getting one up on him. Because when we got the game, we looked inside, and there was honey inside the cartridge. Oh. <laughs> and so the kid obviously thought, "Oh, accidentally spilled a bunch of honey into my game somehow." I does to trade even this happen. to some. I don't know. I want to trade this to some poor sucker at school. And then so we cleaned it out, and it played fine. And we kept it for years. And it was the greatest thing. Wow, that's amazing. But all right next question actually comes i mentioned the clarks oh Myst. you did mention
1: the clarks Riven, this Riven.
0: this yes and the next question actually comes from ryan reeds good old, good old ryan yeah reeds. good guy. old ryan good old ryan uh one of my favorite people i don't know if i've come on record to say this oh there A you ryan, go let the record show let the record show that ryan is one of the, my favorites of all the people <laughs> um and uh yeah and his and his brothers too for that matter they're all solid gold played i played in a band with ryan for a little while oh, back that's in the right. day i forgot about that i played drums in a band with ryan and then uh played guitar in a band with his older brother sean so, yeah good times i knew that part good times great oldies speaking of uh speaking of old
2: ryan um i met him on twitter yes. and he was kind enough back uh when the destiny bay was going on to get me a destiny key yeah, with, that was and, awesome. And he didn't guy. know me from Adam, which now that I think about it that phrase doesn't work with you on the podcast, but <laughs> he did know you from <laughs> Adam. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, Ryan (laughs) Ryan Ryan, uh,
0: writes in, or actually he he tweeted, he he mentioned us in this in this question that was kind of posed to a few folks on Twitter, and so I told him I would take it before the super best friends, and we would consider it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, so the question is: What are your thoughts on items and content disseminated through randomized packs? Uh See, Ryan Ryan's a thinking man's gamer. Right, he Hmm. comes up with these very heady topics. It's a good question. I I like it. I love him. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, you guys think? I'm going to that?
2: say that's really game dependent. Yeah, um, I was
0: going to say the same answer.
2: I think in a game like Hearthstone, you have to have that. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone just buys or gets the, the best, you know, cards they can. And it's, it's a pay to win. Mm-hmm. But in other yeah. games, it's incredibly frustrating and I hate it. Um, and a, a good example of a game that does it right uh, was League of Legends. I love the way they did it. Hmm. There's tons of characters you can unlock. And you can go ahead and pay money and skip the wait and just buy them right now. Or if you just want to play matches and have fun, you'll earn points. And you take those points after you save enough after each match and then buy whatever you want with those points. So nothing is locked away from you. You just have to invest time instead of money. Mm. And because it's not like a Hearthstone game, it's it's not people paying to win. They're just getting maybe the newest characters or content um, or aesthetic changes to the game. With their yeah. with their money, and you can avoid the whole randomized thing. That's that's a great way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. I think I I think it definitely comes down to how the game implements it. I think he's he's been playing a bunch of uh, Mass Effect three mm-hmm. uh, multiplayer and been really frustrated by yeah, the way. So
2: I, I feel his pain on that one because Mass <laughs> yeah. Effect three multiplayer, you do not accrue points quickly at all. And it's so random that, like, you could you can play for days and days and just get no progress <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of schools of thought on on that. I think, you know, because back in the day, there was this whole, uh, you know, kind of, like, underground network of information about games. You know, like, you heard from your friend whose brother, you know, was able to beat the Ninja Turtle game, how how you did this or how, where you found this item or whatever. And with randomized packs, that, that stuff is all gone. But... Yep it does make it to where everyone has to earn it themselves, you know, and as long as the system's not too punishing, um, you know, it it does make it kind of thrilling, you know, when you finally get that legendary item or you finally get that thing. But the other side of that is, yeah, when it takes too long to do it, then it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. So then
2: given, given that, uh, would you guys say that works in destiny?
1: I would say it's right down the middle in destiny. There are times when I'm playing, and I get just enough gear and I, you know, I want to get that one more level tonight, you know, sort of thing. And, um, there are times where that just does not happen and it's really frustrating, but then I'll, I'll hop on and pl- and play again and it will work. And, you know, it'll be a completely different, you know, experience. Hmm. So, yeah. and I'm sorry yeah, for that ding, by the way, that was a text. <laughs> no,
0: no, that's all right. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing destiny and, uh, I'm really enjoying it, but yeah, I, like I said, um, you know, I think there are some people who got really into the grind, really into the, you know, all the various systems and the bounties and the, you know, getting those legendary items and getting all the stuff and, and collecting all that. And for me, I'm more motivated to play a game uh, by story. So, yeah. you know, when, when the story is there, that'll keep me... um you know, interested enough to keep on grinding away like Nino Cooney's is a great example. There's a ton of grinding in that game, but the story was really cool and I liked it a lot. So I kept doing it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was I was sharing a pro tip with Mike the other day um, and I told him like, OK, here's a pro tip for destiny. You hop in right and you start playing, you start shooting things. And the this is the secret for having a ton of fun while you do it you just pretend it's the mass effect universe. <laughs> so that is the way not, to win me. <laughs> that's not necessarily uh, fair. Destiny is really good. I like it a lot, yeah. but anyway, that's uh yeah, yeah. Normally, so, normally,
1: so. I prefer my games to be very story driven, and Destiny pretends that it's very story driven, <laughs> but it's, right, right, it's really not. Like, there's all I have. I still don't really know what happens in the story. I, the only reason I know anything <laughs> that happens in the story is this YouTuber put a video where he like put a synopsis of the of the story online,
0: and oh, that that's actually great. I want to watch that because I am like I'm on Mars, like probably getting close to the end of the story missions, and I have no idea what's going. Well, yeah. maybe
2: you should be reading those Grimoire cards on Bungie's website.
0: Mm. I I tried. <laughs> I I hopped into the app. I got the app, and I started reading all the Grimoire cards. And I was like, Yeah, you know, like these are cool. These actually do give some good context to what's happening. But it's still not like a narrative, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's hop into. Um our Topics. meat potatoes. Topics. Topics. Topics.
1: Hey, you know last yes. last week I s or last time I said I liked meat and potatoes a lot. Um really I just like meat. I don't like
2: potatoes. You don't you even you like potatoes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're yeah, starchy yeah. and delicious.
1: Potatoes are yeah. what you eat because you can't eat meat all the time. You know? Yeah.
0: David, you are <laughs> alienating our UK <laughs> listeners. Our UK listeners love bangers and mash. They all do. <laughs> Well, and, Is that meat yeah. and
1: potatoes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if, I mean, people, people noticed, I'm sure. But last week we ran out of time and had to cut mike's topic and it was tragic so i want to let mike go first yeah. so we don't run the risk of having to do it again <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and kick us two off two
2: topics and one from mike if there's time <laughs>
0: yeah exactly that's the new <laughs> that's the new podcast intro <laughs> yeah. all right go for it mike what's
2: your topic okay, so yeah my my topic was on uh mobile or portable gaming just your guys' thoughts maybe some of your favorite experiences uh if you play mobile games what do you play um and so to kick that off, I'll go ahead and talk about everyone's favorite portable console, the Vita. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got it's one. It's hot seller. They're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a Vita. I detect
1: some sarcasm here.
2: It makes me sad because it's, it's such an amazing gaming device and nobody's buying it. Yeah. It's, and it makes me so sad.
0: It's too good. And what was that extra credits? Was it an extra credits video that was all about like why it's not selling? It was incredibly insightful. I think you showed it to me, Mike.
2: I probably did. Yeah. I, I've read so many articles uh, about why the Vita should be selling so well and it just isn't. And, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with marketing. But
1: hmm.
2: So I guess what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll give you my, my Vita story. All right. Adam owned a Vita way before I did and he kept showing it to me. He's like, it's so cool. It's so awesome. And my response is always like, yeah, you know, that portable gaming, I'm never going to play a game like that because if I'm not at home, I'm at work or I'm out with friends or I'm doing something where I'm not going to be sitting there playing uh, mobile gaming. And if I'm at home, I want to play a a game on my TV. So mobile gaming doesn't fit my life. I'm not going to do it. And then months and months and months go by. And my nephew has a Vita, doesn't use it. And I'm thinking, well, I got this PlayStation Plus. I got all these free Vita games I'm sitting on. I guess I should try it. He probably won't care if I borrow it. So I contact him. I borrow it. And he's kind of like, you know what? I don't use the thing. Go ahead and keep it, Uncle Mike. It's yours. Wow. <laughs> greatest, greatest nephew in the world. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I get this free uh, uh, Vita. It's, it's the first generation, the, the PCH-1000 OLED model. It's in white, so it's super cool. Different than a lot of yeah. ones you see out there. And I immediately download uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. That's the only game I had played on the Vita to that point because Adam had showed it to me. So I'm like, oh, cool. This is like a, a AAA Uncharted game right in my hands. I loved it. Really, really good game. But then I found, as I started playing my Vita more, this is where I want to play all my indie games at. It it became like this crazy indie game machine. And I've got my Vita sitting right here, and I'm looking through it, and everything on here... You can play this stuff on Steam. You could play it on PS4. But for some reason, I love these games on the Vita. So I've got like Hotline Miami, Guacamelee, Rogue Legacy uh velocity ultra and velocity 2x dragon's crown fez i mean i can go on and on and on like there's so many cool there's so many good games so many cool games in the vita why aren't people buying Vitas? i don't understand <laughs> well um, yeah, uh, what, i mean so i can enlighten you, guys think? you a little
1: bit uh so i was in the same boat as you i would rather you know when i'm at home i'm playing video games on my tv and when i'm out i'm at work um however i don't have a vita um you're, so you're part of the really... problem
2: david you're part, part of the
1: problem. Um, on the other hand, I do own a 3DS, okay. and I bought, I've purchased several titles for it, and I have completed none of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> i I've, I've played all of them like a grand total of like two hours each.
2: And why do you and, why do you uh, think that is?
1: Because I'd rather play a game on my nice big TV. Yeah,
2: yeah, I hear you.
1: Like, I love The New Zelda on 3DS. It's amazing. I've been wanting a sequel to A Link to the Past for forever. And I get it, and I play two hours of it, and yeah. that's it. So
2: You <laughs> yeah. know you know what it was for me? There's there's one like saving grace on the Vita that I think made it completely worth it. And I know Adam knows what I'm gonna say. <laughs> and it's it's the ability just to tap that PlayStation button in the game save state exactly where it's at, and I can just come back to it later. I can be in the middle of a boss fight, tap the PlayStation button, it minimizes, I can turn that PlayStation Vita off for five minutes or five days, come back and be exactly where I left off. Yeah. And, and, that, and that actually means it is portable for me. I can yeah. Yeah, that I can feature for five minutes.
0: Yeah, that feature is supposed to be coming to PS4 at some point. They Remember, yeah. that was one of the promises when they first unveiled it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the videos. Year. Yeah, so...
1: I have no memory of this feature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I can't wait to be able to do that on the PS4. Because, yeah, that is like... That's one of the coolest things on the Vita just to be able and and it's invaluable for people who have kids because, you know, invariably you'd be playing something and, you know, your kids come up and they it, you can be the bad dad and like push their face away. Um, or <laughs> you can like suspend your game, not get killed by Jaguar or Javier and then and then like pay attention to them for a few minutes. And then like, yeah, you know, you're you can you can pick it up again in a few hours or, you know, or the next day or whatever, you know. Um, sure. <clears throat> For me, uh yeah, it was the reason I hadn't bought a portable console since the original Game Boy. Like I right, yeah. I I bought that system oh, wow. when I was, you know, probably like seven years old um and played tetris like crazy on it just like crazy <laughs> and i don't know i i maybe had one or two other games for it i just played so much tetris and then i just at, at some point you know it fizzled out and you know i i stopped playing it and sold it at a yard sale for like 30 bucks which i cry over sometimes now um <laughs> but uh, but yeah so the vita was the first console and and it, it part of it was probably because um just before the vita came out i started listening to a bunch of podcasts beyond and, um, and those guys were just praising the Vita day yeah. and night praising the Vita and how great it was, how much they loved theirs. Cause they had imported them from Japan before they even came out here. Um, and so, yeah, like I got all excited and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a Vita. So, and, and for me, the promise of playing uncharted in my van pool on the way to work, cause I live like an hour from my work. Right. Um, right. you know, playing uncharted, uh you know on the go just being able to do that that was like that was the selling point i'm a huge uncharted fan if you guys haven't noticed so <laughs> yeah <laughs> really? so anyway and then like some other big you know triple a's came as well like gravity rush and uh eventually kills on mercenary which was great tear away uh the little big planet game um you know and some of the, like the telltale games are on vita now too and so there's yeah, they're yeah. like a decent amount if you wanted to play those those triple a games they're not as plentiful as everyone would like it to be but um you know and and oh another thing that I really loved playing on Vita was uh I had never actually played Metal Gear Solid 3 until the Vita HD uh, oh. collection yeah so I, I played that on there and um you know and so that's what sold me but yeah a lot of like what Mike's talking about where I have PlayStation plus and I was getting all these cool indie games for free or just really cheap, you know um, you know, Guacamole is one of my favorite Vita games. Thomas was alone. Blew my mind. Oh, I it's One game. of my favorites. I love yeah, it. It's so good. And then, um, you know, just the ability to be able to remote play the PS4 And all these, all these amazing features, like when, when my wife's watching Dancing with the Stars, guess what this guy's doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm remote playing some Destiny and it's so, it just makes me so happy to know that I can because like, I have the Wii U and I I like that feature a lot on the Wii U too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but for the most part, I'm, I play more games on my PS4 for sure. So, um, so that's a really cool thing uh, for me and, and the Vita I mean, it's doing pretty well in Japan, apparently. I guess it's, still, okay. it's taken off there uh, a lot more than it has here. Um, and some of the best games, like uh, you know, come from Japan as well, like Dragon's Crown, Miramasa, Rebirth, um, per- Persona Four Golden. There's some a bunch of games that did pretty well for the Vita, uh, even here. So I don't know. It, it became it definitely became an indie haven for me. Like I'm playing Fez right now um sound shapes was really awesome yeah. at hotline miami i'm uh, velocity 2x i gotta hop into that as soon as i finish Fez. i will platinum
2: that game someday yeah one, of these, days, one mm. of these days
0: velocity is so good
2: yeah but
1: uh here's here's another issue for me um when it comes to the vita like you're selling it like this indie haven and uh i know this is a very unpopular opinion that i have but i i feel like i must be truthful and state it i don't like indie games uh, i have yet to play an indie game have you played that Guadal- I Love?
2: Start there. Start there. Trust me.
0: David, it's going to change your life, David. David, you are
2: fired from the <laughs> podcast. Go play some indie games and come back. You almost made it through two episodes. <laughs> and now you're done.
0: done.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what it is with indie games. There's just something about, I just love a huge polished.
2: No, no. no I, get I, I get that. Here, here's I one thing know. you're going to find, though. You're probably already noticing this. I'm sure everyone is is that the the sort of middleware is gone. Like THQ and studios like that, there's no yeah. more middleware games. You have your AAA studios, which cannot pump out that many games a year. They're too big and too expensive and they take too long to make. Mm-hmm. And you got indie games. And those indie games, man, they're getting better and better.
0: Yeah, uh, they've they really been filling the gap. Um, and even to where larger studios like uh, Ubisoft and uh, and other companies are starting to make smaller downloadable titles for 15 bucks, right. you know, to to kind of get a piece of that indie market which is, you know, hmm. I, I'm loving it, actually. Like, you know, I know there are people who criticize, uh, you know, the PS4 or or the Xbox One, you know, for having too many indies, um, Indie Station and all that nonsense. But, like, for me, it's, like, the more games, the better. Like, I love a ton of indie games. Um, but, yeah. Uh, David. Yes. Moving right along. what What oh, is oh, what my is topic? topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were just calling my name. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, uh, you can you can so, stay on the podcast. All right. Okay, okay, whew. okay, that's good. <laughs> um, so so last week was my birthday. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how old I turned because I'm ancient. He turned old, <laughs> but uh, I turned old, you guys. But um, October eighth uh, was a Wednesday, and uh, the day before, I noticed that there was this contest that Polygon was hosting, uh, where they wanted you to share your favorite Star Wars memory, and you had the, a chance to win a VIP, oh, I don't know if it's VIP, but like just a pass to go to, go to this video game unveiling. It was an arcade game from, uh, shoot, I forget the Namco. I, no, I want to say I it's don't Namco remember. Bandai. Some is,
2: or Bandai yeah, Namco, whichever it might be one Namco, now. Bandai. It changed recently. Bandai Namco, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so, so I posted my comment that I shared on the last podcast of the, the guy who came up to me, you know, and did the best Anakin Skywalker impersonation <laughs> oh, <goodness>. ever. Uh, <laughs> and I shared that comment and they loved it and i won. Oh, of course you so, did amazing um, <laughs> it was quickly. your birthday of course i did
0: yeah kotaku it was my birthday. kotaku and, and i did tell them i love you too
1: yeah that's true they love me but we'll talk about that later um anyway so i so i go it's in new york city and um so i go to this this it's like a club that they do this unveiling in um uh, it's the first like official video game event i've ever been to in my life um and i didn't realize <laughs> I guess people dress up for these things. Everyone was wearing suits and <laughs> um like they just looked really fancy. There were a lot of people from Japan there cuz Namco Bandai sure, is sure. a J- Japanese company. And um it was just really cool and you know then you know they have a countdown on the screen and then it goes black and then um you know the the screen does this this thing. They show stuff and then they pull the black curtains away from these big arcade um machines um and it's a game called star wars uh battle pod pod yeah battle pod that's right um and uh there's just this gigantic thing so it's like (laughs) those really good arcade games from the 90s where you'd go in and you sit down and it's like 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 immersive yeah it's like a booth
0: game (laughs) yeah (laughs) i remember daytona
1: Let's go away.
0: <laughs> that that arcade game still has the best awful music of oh, any arcade game. It really so does. Good. Rolling so
1: Stone, Blue Blue With sky, Blue Blue
0: <laughs> Anyway, sorry to derail your topic. Oh, no,
1: that's great. Um so they unveil Star Wars Battle Pod. It's basically like a really big IMAX screen that's right in front of you okay um like a little personal IMAX screen um and uh so i i actually got to play it uh three times they had three missions available and i got to go through and play all three of them for <sighs> free so cool which was really fun yeah, i saw and, the video uh, of you oh yeah, yeah they, they posted <laughs> a video brian i don't know how to say his last name brian Cri- Cretenti, Brian, he's one of the contributors. Something. Well, yeah. now you'll Polygon. never be
2: featured in Polygon again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian is listening to this right now, just like, just bawling his fists. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian, I don't know how to
1: pronounce your last name, I've never heard it pronounced. Um, he's anyway, furious. I got to meet him, he was there, and he he asked if he could record some video of me playing, and so I, I played the, um, the Endor speeder mission and uh
0: I yeah gotta we'll say you know what we'll link to the video uh super best know, friends david past.
2: featured once again on polygon yeah the yeah, second time I know, I know
0: one of my
1: one of my pt videos was featured on polygon and kotaku like back in the summer so that's yeah, what they're talking about we
2: were just looking at
0: that right before we started recording the show uh mike and uh david has like eighty thousand hits on that video that's amazing and all the
1: rest of like the other one has like a thousand you're so, it is, like, you're gonna be awesome. internet rich Yeah, good old fifty-eight dollars for eighty thousand views. Um anyway (laughs) Um So I got to play and it was really fun. Um it definitely reminded me of like the heyday of arcades in the nineties where you just have this really cool but really short experience that just makes you want to go back and play it again. And fortunately yeah. for me, I got to do that for free. Now, does it, um, does it
2: hold up against the old-school Star Wars cabinet, like yeah, wireframe? Yeah, the old 1983
0: <laughs> sit-down. I loved know, that game as a kid. The
1: graphics are a million times better than that. Okay. Um, okay. However, right. they did not feel more advanced than, say, the PlayStation 4's graphics, okay. which I found very interesting um well you know what, and I, also the I, I've resolution. Been noticing that
0: yeah i've been noticing Re- that like the last few years consoles i mean if, in, in granted arcades have kind of been dying out yeah um, yeah without the kind of like the resurgence of like the retro barcade scene uh, mm-hmm. which i which i love um, i still have i have to go to one of those in new york city oh they're so fun just you go you grab a brisket you sit down you play some galaga whatever but um yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, yeah I mean, fun. aside from that, yeah, I mean, a lot of these games that you'll see are like, oh, look, I don't want to pump a quarter into that thing. It doesn't even look as good as my PS3. <laughs> a quarter? <laughs> what arcades are you going to where you pump in a quarter now? Well, I just showed my age.
1: <laughs> I don't want to pump
0: $5 into that thing. Yeah, it doesn't even look, look as good as my PS3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. So Dave
1: & Buster's has this game right now in New York City. Okay. Um, but they're char- I think they're charging something like $3 a session. Okay, so, that's and they're like, it's about what I expected. And the yeah. sessions are like two minutes, two, maybe oh. three minutes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar yeah. a minute. Yeah, so it's it's really expensive. So what yeah. what, um, uh,
2: what missions were available for you to play? Uh, what levels? They
1: had the um, Death Star trench sequence from Oh the first okay. Star cool. Wars. So awesome. Yeah. I've only had... played that
2: in wireframe. Is it better? I know. Oh, me too. It's, <laughs> it's way better than in wireframe.
1: <laughs> um, they also had... Uh, Endor, which I talked about, which you're yeah. like speeding through a forest, a yeah, stormtrooper. I think that's on your... that's the video
2: that's on Polygon, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah that's that was really totally
1: cool. Saw. And then they have the uh, the star, the Death Star sequence from Return of the Jedi, where you go into the Death Star, oh, and you okay, fly yeah. through and then you oh, blow so up. So the... cool! That sounds yeah. fun. It, it's really fun. Now, but how like, how does it the control? Graphics... Yeah. Um, well, hang on, let me, let me, let yeah, me yeah, go for it. Go through the whole go thing. Back. Um, the graphics are cool, but they're not better than PS4. However, the screen. Uh, is this gigantic screen, but the resolution did not, was not high enough to support oh. that screen. Um, like that's something about IMAX. The reason IMAX looks so good is because they, it's not a 35 millimeter thing that they're projecting on there. They're projecting a 70 millimeter thing onto right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you need more resolution when your screen is bigger. And this, this screen, it was pretty pixelated. It took my eyes a really long time to adjust to how pixelated it was, um, uh As far as controls, though it handled really well um I believe in the P- polygon review uh they mentioned that it's r- like it really feels like you're in control unless you like deliberately start trying to go somewhere else <laughs> um, but they do a pretty good job of directing it like it is on rails um and you really can't like all you can do is turn your camera you're not really changing where you're going. Oh, okay. I saw one guy I saw one guy like driving sideways trying to go somewhere <laughs> else um. <laughs> but That's uh funny. but overall it's pretty fun it's it's a really good yeah. illusion of just like being really immersive and there's like wind blowing on you and the seat rumbles when there's explosions absolutely really cool and uh, it's fun but yeah. it really made me miss the the heyday of arcades in the 90s yeah. Like, yeah yeah going to an arcade and playing uh was it time bandits was it no what was that movie what was that time, crisis. time time crisis time, time crisis That's you step right. on the little pedal and pop yeah. up. yeah
0: I remember I had this friend who his uh, his mom was basically rich and uh, (laughs) and so she and just a junior hires dream she would take us to the family fun center and just drop us off and give us each twenty dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it was like just. (laughs) And it's not like his birthday or anything, and I'm just like hanging out with him, you know. <laughs> so we just go and it was just like a dream come true. You just get like so many quarters and you just play Mortal Kombat 2 and uh yeah, and like all these other arcade cabinet games that you know in those days like those those games were so much better than what you could get at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. yeah. it was just this miracle of gaming. Um So yeah. yeah, it
1: gave me it gave me this thought though, like I think the reason arcades died out is because consoles started catching up, PC started catching up and then they overpassed the the arcade systems but so there's but there's really no reason for that like the arcade cabinets could could keep getting better you know what i mean like there's we're we're still not at graphics that look 100% real yet i don't understand right. why they're not trying to make arcades look better than consoles again yeah um, i think that it's was just one that, thing that, that struck expense. Me. yeah it's just yeah. that
0: expense thing i think because um I, and i don't know how much you know some of the listeners may know better about arcade cabinets and how much they cost, but I know like retro ones, you know, you're going to pay somewhere between 500 and $1,500 for some of these cabinets. And, Mm -hmm. um, those are with old, old, um, you know components and stuff so you toss you know a ton of horsepower in them they're probably even more expensive and like to make it worth it for the arcade now you kind of have to go big with a big old screen and a yeah. huge seat and the speaker mm-hmm. system and the whole thing I remember it, like even in the PS1 days people started to talk about like the end of the arcade era and stuff mm-hmm. just right? just because like Tekken 2 was so good on the PS1 or whatever you know yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: and you know that, that actually cut a huge slice out of that arcade market I, I for the longest time still went to arcade because back in the you know the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2 era um, fighting games, I was huge into you know Marvel vs. Capcom and Street Fighter Alpha and, and all these you know really really fun games and if you wanted to play competitively though and not just amongst your friends, you had to go to an arcade yeah, and you had to compete true. in public and it was really yeah. fun. But the second that online play became viable for those games, mm. there was no reason to do that anymore. You didn't have to pump quarters, you could play from home, you can buy a joystick. And you can mm-hmm. play online for just hours and hours if you want to, and play a higher caliber of player than just the local guys. So yeah, yeah. that kind of took this huge, like, huge chunk out of that arcade market as well.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, a sad so. time. And if you it's... were born in the '90s and you have never been to an arcade in the '90s, <laughs> it seems so sad. It is it's very sad. <laughs> I am sorry for you. All right.
0: Well, that was an awesome topic. Um, my topic for this week. This will be the final topic of the show. All right. The, is the great debate 900p versus 1080p? <laughs> 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second.
2: All those frames, all those P's. So many
0: P's, <laughs> so many frames. What Pee does it frames? all mean? Why do people get so furious about it? Um, what kicked all this off for me, at least, and I and Mike and I went back and forth on Twitter a little bit about this, yeah. um, was the... Assassin's uh, Creed Assassin, Unity, yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity, senior producer uh, Vincent Pontbriand. Uh, nice pronunciation. <clears throat> I don't know if yeah, that's well correct. At all. It sounds legit. Just though. throw a little
1: French accent on <laughs> yeah. there, and
0: no one will know the <laughs> difference. Vincent Pontbriand. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's accurate, but anyway, apparently he 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 said that they wanted to avoid all the debates and stuff. Quote, um, <laughs> which then exploded into furious online debating because what he was referring back to was <laughs> the fact that AC Unity would run at 900p, 30 frames a second, on both Xbox One and PS4. And, uh, you know, as we've been seeing for this past year since the consoles came out, um, in general, these third-party titles have been able to run a slightly higher resolution and or frame rate than... Uh, the PS4, you know, has been running slightly better than the the Xbox One in general. So, um, I mean, with the exception, of, of course, exclusive games, so the exclusive games for the Xbox One look amazing. Like when you look at yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quantum Break or you look at games like Rise. Even yeah, Rise looks really like, good. Yeah, they look amazing. Or uh, like they've, uh, what is it, Forza Horizon and stuff. Yeah. Um, that stuff looks incredible. So, I mean, I don't know that there's anything really to complain about. You know, when, when people are, they're like, oh gosh, 900 P's garbage, you know, <laughs> like, 10, it's all about 1080, 1080 or nothing, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's on the one hand, yeah, it makes very little difference sure. for for most people, I think, until you get into this massive TV range. So there are people, you know, who have these enormous TVs, a 70 inch TV or whatever. And 1080p actually does make a difference. I like those. that Adam
2: talks like he's not among those people. <laughs> some some people some, have these some, enormous TVs.
0: Some rich jerks. Some rich jerks. Yeah. But I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, so at a certain size, yeah, it, it does start to make a little bit of a difference. However, you know, the Xbox One when i see the the you know the the internet explodes with these videos of uh you know comparisons this is the PS4 version this is the Xbox One version and largely they look pretty much identical <laughs> yeah <they> so, do. <laughs> i'm not i'm not a fanboying out when i when i play devil's advocate on on the twitter conversation and kind of say like well this is why people are freaking out because yeah. they bought a PS4 a lot of these people came over from Xbox um, 360. They, you know, that was their preferred console last generation and now they're on PS4. And a, a lot of the justification for that comes from these games that run slightly better on their, on their console, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's probably why people, you know, people love to justify their purchases and that's kind of where some of this fanboyism comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. So, you know, when, I <laughs> I thought it was yeah. really funny when Dragon Age Inquisition came out with their statement uh that or BioWare, you know, said on the on the Dragon Age Twitter uh that you know, it would run at 900p on Xbox 1, at 1080p on PS4 um and that they maximize the current potential of each platform. Mm-hmm. Um just as a <laughs> shot across the bow at uh, at Ubisoft. And mm-hmm. um and it it's just funny to me in in one respect and in, it's ridiculous in the other because realistically the games are going to look pretty much identical regardless of yeah. the P's. Um. well i, I know we, we had
2: that discussion on twitter we were talking a bit because i filmed that camp of like is this a big deal like why are people getting mm-hmm. so worked up yeah. but you know i wasn't really thinking about that yeah some people did make a purchase and if you know that like that... wait
1: did you steal yours oh you haven't no i them. haven't
2: that's why it's no big deal to me because I, <laughs> okay, I can't play gotcha. the Wii I'll start caring <laughs> on my own one. Um, yeah. No, but I was kind of like, is it that big of a deal? I don't know if people are getting so worked up. And Adam, you played a bit of Bill's advocate. And it's like, well, you, if you think about it, if you found out somebody was intentionally holding back potential from your platform just to avoid some controversy, it could look a little better or run a little better than it does. Wouldn't it upset you? And I thought about it like, actually, yeah, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. That That's a little, that's kind of a bummer if that happens. Yeah. I know I, I think about playing Assassin's
0: Creed Unity and kind of thinking, like, this actually could look better, but they just didn't want to do it, you know, for some arbitrary right. reason. And it, like the extreme example I, I put on Twitter was that um, what if we got a version of Watch Dogs? that because Nintendo threw a huge fit about Mm. parody, uh, it looked no better than the Wii U version on PS4 and Xbox One. You know, like, what if... That's that's an extreme example because there's quite a bit of a gap. That would never happen. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But, you know, um, that has kind of been the case. Like, uh, Microsoft has been pushing developers um, to make sure they hit 1080p or make sure their version is the same as the ps4 because of course they hate they have an image problem now that their console is less powerful Mm -hmm. Um, well the problem the image problem comes from reality well yeah no i mean and it is true uh technically speaking the specs of the ps4 are more powerful Mm -hmm. um However, you know, it and it well it so it kinda comes back to another thing we talked about briefly, which was that um Microsoft back a couple months ago had pressured Blizzard to yep. make sure that uh Diablo three ran at ten eighty P on Xbox One. And mm-hmm. and the only way they were able to pull that off was to kind of sacrifice the frame rate, that sixty yep. frames uh frame rate you know, in sections. And that, to me, the the frame rate is so much more important than the resolution in most cases. Yeah, I think so too. Um, just having a smooth, fun experience, that looks, it's so right. much more obvious when the frames dip than when the <laughs> resolution is slower. And so that's that's the unfortunate PR thing that's going on right now. Yeah. It's causing, now now Xbox gamers are getting either, either on the one side, they get a game, maybe that is 1080p, but maybe doesn't perform as well. Or on the other side, they get, you know, uh, a PS4 version that is not better, quote unquote, uh, because, you know, of Microsoft putting pressure on developers. So it's a very weird thing, but it's a tough
1: situation. And I don't really know what the solution is going to be because Microsoft can't release a new Xbox one, the Xbox one, two. That was, has you know slightly better hardware to be able to be at parity. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: They have to stick with what they
1: I, did.
2: I think it'll it'll get better. Like all consoles do as as time goes on, developers learn how to optimize for that particular piece of hardware. Yeah. Game's going to start running better and, and looking better. Yeah, I think. Um, but I do
1: think there's a problem with that argument because in the past both consoles have been drastically different. Like the Xbox 360 true, and the PS3 true. were completely yeah. different. Whereas the PS4 and the Xbox One are more like they almost have the same the c p u and graphics card very yeah you similar. can't
2: you can't discount that that there will also be optimization for the p s four so maybe it'll always be yeah, slightly ahead yeah, i th- i have a feeling um, that's
1: the case personally
2: what i'm what I'm hoping doesn't happen is that developers are pressured into pushing for these stats versus what's maybe best for their game yeah. um adam i I know you wrote a really great article for um video game book clubs website in regards to the last of us in that they you know. Turned out this next gen version of The Last of Us, and it's 60 frames, 1080p, all, all that great stuff. But I know we had this discussion, and in 60 frames, in some ways, kind of kills that cinematic yeah. experience that oh, can gives you. It kind true. of Absolutely. feels better to me in 30 yeah, frames. Th- that was
0: essentially it was my my I was just imploring people to play it at 30 frames because it's by default, it's on 60. Um, and so when I picked up Last of, Last of Us Remastered, um, I started playing through and I'm watching the opening cinematic and I'm like, nope, this is not <laughs> this is not right. It's that Hobbit high frame rate thing going on. I, I do not, take it. not AVI. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> no, don't do not. Don't do this to Joel and Ellie. don't do this (laughs) you have to play it at 30 frames and you know what though i will say that with a caveat because there is there are a couple of scenes like um not to get any spoilery you know at all but there's a scene where you're hanging upside down Mm. as, as joel and you're you have to you're swinging back and forth and you have mm-hmm. to be able to shoot these infected oh, that man. Are coming at you. And I remember that on PS3 it was so much easier. Yeah, on PS3 I died so many times trying to pull that scene off and then on PS4 I just like switched it to 60 frames real quick and beat it my first try. So <laughs> there's definitely something to it. It's easier to aim, but I think for the most part there's so much stealth and there's so much like Uh, Melee and all these other elements of that game and the cinematic feel of it. Yeah, you really want yourself to play it at 30 frames. Yeah, here's the
1: deal. Wait, really quick. Here's the deal with with frame frame rates. Um, So Peter Jackson has been experimenting with high frame rates in movies lately. Mm -hmm. Like all the Hobbit movies are going to be released in 48 frames per second in some places. And something I've noticed is Look, so first of all, we're incredibly used to this more cinematic twenty-four to thirty frames per second. Yeah. So that's just what we're used to. We associate that with cinematic, we associate it with storytelling, with you know uh it's just got this pleasing movement to our brains because we're yeah. used to it. Um but there are scenes like I saw I've seen both Hobbit movies in forty eight frames per second at least once, just so I could you know, get a feel for it. Cause you know, I, I like movies. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm an aspiring filmmaker. So someday, you know, I would like to make my own. And I just wanted to know for myself what I thought about it. And, um, like some, what I found is some scenes, um, like the really dramatic people talking to each other scenes feel like, weird and the, like a soap opera or, yeah exactly uh, yeah
2: very much so but
1: then the scenes where like they're falling down inside a cave and they're flying all over the place and a bird comes and swoops in and like those scenes are like unbelievably draw <laughs> jaw-droppingly amazing
0: that's awesome so, so here's what you need to do actually, david
2: then you need to come up with this variable frame rate yes. camera and shoot all those dramatic scenes in the lower frame rate I like and it. then just crank it up for action.
0: Yeah. And that uh, the interesting thing is if the you hard... could do it. Yeah. If you could do it subtly enough to where people didn't notice it, then that would be amazing. <laughs> and make yeah. Everyone motion sick. Yeah, yeah. I was wishing that you could do that for last of us, like make all the cutscenes play in 30, uh, and yeah. then just play some of the high action scenes in, in 60, just slowly cool. ramp it up to 60 frames per second. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, all right. But that, anyway, that was, that was the gist of my topic. Yeah. Just, uh, um the fanboyism the 1080p the 60 frames a second people want 60 they i think they i think they think they want 60 for everything until mm-hmm. you know someone comes along uh to ubisoft's credit they actually describe or explained why they did 30 frames a second mm-hmm. on assassin's creed right. and i think yeah for some games it's not right to have 60 you know yeah going i all agree. Time. for for shooters a lot of the time yeah almost 100 percent yes a 60 frame a second shooter looks amazing but like destiny's 30 you yeah, that's 30, and it looks gorgeous. And I, so I feel like if you can ramp the detail up, or like something like Infamous Second Son, you know, if you can ramp the detail up and the effects up, and all this stuff that, and keep it at 30 and have it still be fun and smooth to play, like I'm all about limiting that frame rate to get more detail if you have to. You know? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I believe that ought to do it. For... That ought to do. All right. That ought to do. Yeah. That <laughs> was. Uh, you know what, guys? I have to commend us. <laughs>
2: You guys, we're really good. We're going to end every episode patting ourselves on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're so
0: awesome. We are excellent (laughs) podcasters, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. end of the show plugs for men oh, yeah. uh yes i'd like to uh plug our twitter SBFVGS podcast of course it stands for super best friends video game sleepover mm. i am barry white mike is taco douglas david is david j tate yes and yeah on psn i'm also barry white if you want to become my friend become my pal we've i've already had a few uh, folks from the podcast uh be oh, me on the psn awesome. and it is I've, awesome. I've done so as well you guys can yeah. find
2: me on psn at taco underscore douglas
1: yeah yeah and uh my my twitter handle and my psn id are exactly the same so
0: excellent excellent um i don't play as much xbox but i do have a 360 and i'm also barry white on there um of course uh david has his sir dative uh, gaming channel on youtube oh, yeah He's got sir some Dativ. really good videos on hey there. you know
1: i want to go ahead and spell that for you guys this time yeah. because uh, <laughs> i kind of left that up in the air last time it's s-i-r-d-a-i-d-v yes and so it's just a misspelling of david sir david
0: so. and then also if for all of your freelance video and motion graphics needs sir David is your man yeah
1: you contact well contact him <laughs> contact me on twitter that's probably the yeah best, twitter but. twitter so if you, yeah, if you have any like After Effects motion graphics that need to be done or visual effects, I'm a big fan of compositing. I can do Nuke compositing. So if you know what any of those things are, hit me up. I Excellent. can uh, I can see about helping you out.
0: Excellent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, that turned really ominous. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. I wanted to say thanks to Eric, our, uh, our pal, uh, who left our us an, Eric. an an amazing, uh, iTunes review. Oh, thank you, Eric. Um, yeah. He said worth five stars, um, just for the theme song alone. And he said Very one, episode, true. In, Very one true. episode in and it's already changed my life for the better. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Eric. Also, super if, best uh, friends
2: change lives. Yes, indeed. Right. So if
0: you guys get a chance, please, uh, hop onto iTunes, leave us, ex- you know, crazy, exaggeratedly wonderful reviews, uh, <sighs> yes. talking about how amazing we are and how wonderful the podcast is. Um, and then, um, I, I feel like we should do like a little contest, something cool where if we hit like we get like 100 uh, iTunes reviews, there are 2 million iTunes reviews that <laughs> we will give away like a PlayStation 4 game or something. So, anyway, 1 billion. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll mull it over, but yeah. I feel like that would Trying be Trying to figure kind of out how cool that would thing. work, but yeah. So, any, anyone who left a review would be eligible to win, et cetera. So, anyway that about anyway yeah that's about all the time we have for episode two of super best friends video game sleepover thank you so much, guys episode two yes thank you so much for listening uh we'll be back every two weeks with more objectively correct opinions on gaming uh feel free (laughs) to tweet questions or topics to sbfvgs podcast if you want to be part of the show goodbye everybody hey wait
1: we got to give ourselves a round of applause yes yes okay yay i love this podcast
2: We love you.
1: I have no memory of this feature.